I must share with you because uh, His Holiness was so incredibly profound and uh, helpful in terms of explaining the difference between analytical meditation, so a Vipassana type of thing, and Shamatha, the formal stabilizing meditation. What's the difference between doing a shamatha meditation on compassion and a vipassana meditation on compassion? Between doing the analytical one and the stabilizing one and the differences in terms of the energy la différence entre euh, une méditation en un point de type shamatha de concentration sur la conception ou elle a diffé- euh, quelle est la différence avec une méditation analytique sur la compassion the differences in terms of the energy the direction of the energy is very important to try to quiet down enough so that you are sensitive enough to your energy et leur différent, la différence qui existe entre ces deux types de méditation au niveau de, des énergies impliquées dans ces types de méditation. Parce qu'il euh, faut euh, calmer et contenir nos énergies suffisamment, par exemple dans la, aidé par la méditation du shamatha, pour pouvoir utiliser, l'utiliser dans la méditation de type analytique. I don't know. <laughs> I said it's very important to become sensitive to your energy. Donc il est très important. You said before that it's tangible. Yeah. Donc il est très important de distinguer le type d'énergie. If you're quiet enough, you can. Be, you, know, you don't have to do you know profound tantra meditation. We're talking about just being quiet enough to be sensitive to your energy and how it's flowing. When we are doing so-called analytical meditation, which is actually, I prefer to call it discerning meditation, it's not that we're analyzing something, we're trying to perceive something in a certain way that we have analyzed before. Lorsque nous faisons une méditation de type analytique, que je préfère nommer euh, le discernement, parce que nous pouvons discerner les peurs que nous analysons. Right. So in the thinking process, we've gone through, for example, for compassion, all the reasons and so on why you would develop compassion and all the steps of how you would develop compassion. Everybody's been your mother, etc. Nous sommes passés par, un, par une analyse de tous les points qui permettent de générer la compassion, nos mères, tout, tout, tous les êtres étant nos mères, etc., et différents points à travers lesquels nous passons. And now we want to do this discerning meditation. Alors, on voudrait s'engager dans la méditation de type discernement. To discern others with compassion. C'est-à-dire reconnaître, considérer les autres avec compassion. So, beginning level, we might have to go through all the steps in order to generate that compassion. Everybody's been my mother, blah, blah, blah. Au début, en tant que débutant, il nous faut, évidemment, passer par toutes les étapes. Nos mères, tous les êtres sont nos mères, etc. And now, 
And now we want to perceive everybody with this discernment of compassion. So the energy is going out toward others with compassion. You know, may you be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. Et à présent, nous voulons nous concentrer sur le discernement qui fait que nous considérons les tous, tous les êtres, avec compassion, et donc cette énergie va aller vers l'extérieur. Then, how do you do the stabilizing meditation after that on compassion? Et après cela, comment fait-on donc la méditation de type shamatha, qui est de concentrer en un point sur la compassion? And now, His Holiness explains the energy is coming in. The direction of the energy is going in rather than going out. So there's still that feeling of compassion, but it's not that the energy is going out to the objects of compassion. Donc à présent, il y a toujours cette énergie euh, de compassion, mais elle, est, euh, elle sera réabsorbée à l'intérieur. So you are aware of the objects of compassion. It's not that you lose awareness of them. Il ne s'agit pas de perdre euh, l'objet de la compassion, les, les autres. But the energy is coming in and getting more subtle. Mais l'énergie euh, revient vers l'intérieur et devient de plus en plus subtile that you have to alternate if it becomes too weak then again have the energy go out with the discerning that's the process I had never heard any explanation in my 50 years of studying of the Dharma of what really was the difference between these two aspects of compassion, meditation. His Holiness explained it very clearly. Hmm. So this sensitivity to our energy and how it is going is something that we can develop on sutra level as well. And obviously in Kala Chakra practice this becomes very significant to have that sensitivity. As I said, it really just requires quieting down and paying attention. I did not exactly understood what the Dalai Lama explained to you, uh, what this and this uh, coming in and coming out. Can you please say a few more words? Okay, can I uh, explain a little bit more about what this holiness explained in a general discourse to thousands of people, not to me privately, about but maybe uh, the uh, difference of the energy in terms of discerning meditation and stabilizing meditation. La question se rapporte ces différents types d'énergie qui sont 
Euh, lorsque ça s'est expliqué, non pas euh, à M. Verzine uniquement, mais devant un certain nombre de, de personnes, en, euh, la réémission ou la réabsorption de l'énergie ou la, son extériorisation dans la pratique de la compassion. Yeah, discerning, uh, you have to be careful not to just identify with it, with Vipassana and Shamatha, because in Tantra, Nutri Yoga Tantra, it works slightly differently. Therefore, it's easier to describe it in terms of discerning meditation and stabilizing meditation. And I think the clearest example is with compassion. How do you meditate on compassion? So as I said, to meditate on compassion we have to build up to a what we would say the emotion of compassion to generate it. Construire un petit peu ce qui est le niveau émotionnel de la compassion. So it has to be, first of all, a Mahayana practice. So we're thinking in terms of everybody, not just a few people. So it's a huge scope. And there are many different forms of compassion and many different uh, ways of developing it. But just, you know, the most basic, we think in terms of equanimity, not attracted to some, not repelled from others, not ignoring others. And not ignoring any. And then on the basis of that, we can develop further in terms of everybody having been our mother in a previous life or equalizing our attitude about self and others. There, there are many ways to reach that emotion of compassion toward everybody. Mayana compassion. Sur une fondation de cette équanimité, on peut développer de différentes façons, euh, en passant par les étapes de considérer tous les êtres sensibles comme nos mères et, et d'autres façons. Et euh, donc, pour atteindre ce niveau émotionnel qui nous fait euh, sentir euh, cette compassion pour tous les êtres. Everybody's been my mother in some life. Tous les êtres ont été euh, mes mères au cours d'une de mes précédentes vies. And shown me tremendous kindness. Minimum level, she didn't have an abortion with me. No matter how horrible she was, she didn't have an abortion. And now here's one that uh, often is slightly misunderstood usually translated as I want to repay the kindness 
of my mother's. It sounds as though you have a debt and you feel obligated. It's my duty to repay it. Otherwise, I'm a bad daughter or a bad son. Après cette étape de générique, de se rappeler la bonté de la mère, on passe à une étape qui est appelée euh, vouloir repayer, rendre la bonté que la mère nous a donnée, que les mères nous ont donnée. Et ce terme de rendre la bonté, il y a une connotation un petit peu de ce que si on avait acquis une dette envers euh, ces personnes, mais qu'on se soit, qu'on se sente obligé de, de rendre. C'est pas du tout ça. Right, so it suggests that way of translating it suggests that we should feel guilty if we don't repay that kindness and so you are kind to others out of a sense of guilt it's t- totally not what we are looking for here Words are very, words are very strong with their connotations that unconsciously suggest something to us that, in our Buddhist practice, leads us into what should we say? Not the proper way, a very neurotic way of practicing. So, what is the the emotion that is generated when we think of how kind others have been to us? It's an emotion of gratitude. We are so grateful for what they did. En fait, l'émotion que l'on ressent si l'on pense à la générosité des êtres, comment ils nous ont aidés. So grateful that what follows from that is called heartwarming love. That just seeing them, our heart warms up, it opens because we're so grateful for how kind they have been. Automatically, it says, this emotion arises of this heartwarming love. Suit immédiatement et cet amour pour les êtres qui, euh, pour lesquels on se sent extrêmement proche. La chaleur, it makes sense. If the step before heartwarming love is feeling guilty, if I didn't help them, then why would you be so delighted and you would just light up with warm feeling when you see them? You would feel, oh God, I have to help this person? Well, I'd better do it because they were so kind to me. But 
But if we are so grateful for what you have done, then of course we're very happy to see the person. We light up, we're completely open, and then love and compassion naturally arise. We see that they're suffering, and this is horrible. May you be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. So compassion. Actually, the sequence is when our, we have this heartwarming love, this, oh, you know, wow. I really have such a warm feeling toward you, then the first thing is love. I really would love for you to be happy, to have the causes for happiness, but then we see, but, you're suffering. So may you be free of suffering. Well, that's the sequence. La première étape, the most uh, standard sequence. C'est donc cet amour, cette chaleur pour les pour les êtres. On se sent très proche, et cela se transforme en amour qui veut l'amour. Qu'est-ce que c'est? C'est de vouloir qu'ils soient heureux. Mais là, on s'aperçoit ah, mais il y a toutes ces souffrances. Et alors, d'abord, il faut peut-être s'attaquer aux souffrances. Donc so, first level of discerning meditation, when we're still not super familiar with it, is we have to build up to that uh, emotion. When we're really, really familiar with it, you don't have to go through the steps. You're able to just get it. Well, it's from complete familiarity that they're just able to go there to generate the feeling. Now, actually focusing on compassion, discerning. So I am imagining or looking at the various beings. And as uh, Tsongkhapa explains, basing his explanation on the Sangha, Indian master, in the context of generosity, but it applies here as well, that whatever we are focusing on is just a part of the larger picture. In other words, compassion here is Mahayana, compassion. So it's to everybody. And so the scope of our compassion is all beings, everybody. And now this person that I'm focusing my compassion on is just a, a little piece of the larger picture of everybody. 
And so we need to be aware of that and not lose sight of the larger picture. L'objet de ma compassion est tous les êtres. Mais lorsque je fais cette méditation, je me concentre sur, par exemple, une personne. Mais il faut faire très attention à ne pas perdre la vastitude. D'où ça sort ce terme il ne faut pas perdre le, le scope, le, la vastitude, l'ampleur voilà, de cette compassion qui concerne tous les êtres. Bien que ma compassion là, se, focus, se, se, se concentre sur un être lors de ma méditation, elle inclut quand même tous les êtres. Donc c'est un point très important de la pratique de type Mahayana de grand véhicule. And the suffering that we are focusing on, may they be free of this suffering and the cause of that suffering, that is also just a little part of all the suffering, all pervasive suffering, everything. And this is just one part of that. We are uh, wishing, may you be free of that. So you don't lose the larger scope and have it just become a very limited worldly type of compassion. Et lorsqu'on se concentre sur la souffrance d'un tel être en pensant, en général, cette pensée, oh, puisses-tu être libéré de cette souffrance euh, et des causes de cette souffrance On se concentre sur euh, cet être et sur cette souffrance, mais ce n'est qu'une partie de euh, euh, la souffrance globale de l'univers et de tous les êtres. Et donc, il ne faut pas perdre de vue l'ensemble de la souffrance de tous les êtres hein, et de tous les êtres. Il ne faut pas perdre de vue cela, malgré le fait qu'on se concentre sur un type d'être et une souffrance. Et on pense en même temps, oui, merci. Et on pense aussi, euh, pas seulement à cette souffrance particulière, mais à tous les types de souffrances que l'on a vues, et les trois niveaux de souffrance, la souffrance de la souffrance, la souffrance du changement, et la souffrance tout englobante, omniprésente. So if we have generated compassion in the proper Mahayana way, then our energy, you're sensitive to your energy, your energy is completely open to the whole universe. And si nous avons développé cette compassion d'une façon correcte, alors notre énergie est totalement ouverte à l'ensemble de l'univers. Right, and now we're focusing on this one little part here, <laughs> like the telescope is open to you, one little portion of the sky, and this is a representative. Nothing special about this one, yeah, so no attachment or repulsion or indifference. Et euh, dans, dans cette ouverture, nous nous concentrons maintenant sur un point particulier, cet euh, aspect particulier euh, à ce moment-là, mais euh, sans attachement particulier, ni aversion particulière, ni indifférence. Nothing special. Il a It's always there. Il n'y a rien particulier, spécial. C'est toujours là. Alors nous dirigeons vers cette personne notre énergie avec la plus profonde compassion, mais sans perdre de vue le, le but ultime et l'ensemble des êtres. So that's the discerning. Ça c'est le discernement de la, la, la méditation de type discernement. Then we want to stabilize that. Et nous voulons stabiliser cela. And the stabilizing meditation now 
It's not so much that the energy goes out toward the person. Et la manifestation de type stabilisatrice, il ne s'agit pas de diriger notre énergie vers l'autre personne à ce moment-là. But this is very, very difficult, I must say. Very difficult. Très difficile, en fait. To have that energy, I usually have described it as just to have it sink in, but that's much too vague. Tu l'as décrit généralement comme s'enfoncer dedans, mais c'est trop vague. And so this one is explained that it's the energy going in the inner direction. Cette so moving in, not going out. Cette énergie est redirigée vers l'intérieur et elle ne s'exprime pas vers l'extérieur. It's not that the, when going in. So what does that mean? Qu'est-ce que ça signifie? It's a very interesting euh, thing to examine in your own meditation. What could that possibly mean? Qu'est-ce que ça veut vraiment dire euh, diriger l'énergie vers l'intérieur? And so it's sort of, in a sense, it's becoming more subtle energy. De cette façon, cette énergie devient plus subtile. It's not that we are losing our grand the scope. It's still Mariana. C'est toujours du type Mariana. On ne perd pas notre but, qui est l'ensemble de tous les êtres. But the direction of the energy is not so much in terms of the object as it is in terms of just the the emotion itself. Mais à ce moment-là, l'énergie n'est moins dirigée en ce qui concerne vers l'objet. Mais c'est comme si on s'enfonçait dans l'énergie elle-même. Without losing sight of the object. Bien qu'on ne perde pas l'objet de vue, c'est-à-dire la personne, cette compassion. So it's a matter of the movement of the energy. S'enfonce dans le sens de la sensation. It's a matter of the movement of the energy. Donc il y a un mouvement d'énergie. Is the energy moving? Obviously, in your mind, but is it moving toward the object, toward the mental hologram, or is it stabilizing, not really moving, so withdrawn from the hologram? Donc, il y a deux deux types d'énergie. L'une qui se déplace vers l'objet de notre concentration, ici de la compassion, ou bien est-ce qu'elle se stabilise sur l'image mentale? So now this becomes very. This is becomes very tricky, and it's described in the meditation texts. Alors dans les textes de méditation, c'est écrit, et c'est assez, c'est un point assez critique. How is it described? How is it described? Comment est-ce que c'est écrit? Described that when the form, the stabilizing meditation becomes too weak, then you have to alternate with the discerning meditation. Quand votre Méditation de style, de type stabilisatrice devient trop, elle est trop, trop subtile, donc elle devient trop faible, hein, pas assez forte. Et bien à ce moment-là, il faut alterner et repartir vers la méditation de type discernement. So when you are trying to stabilize that compassion, so the energy is, in a sense, going in, trying to stay a little bit more steady, not so actively. Yeah, the difference is active and passive. That term, those terms are also used. Quand vous souhaitez stabiliser votre compassion, alors l'énergie est retenue vers l'intérieur, se maintient, se concentre là sur cette émotion de compassion, 
Et on, on utilise les termes de. Uh, I said active and passive, active but passive isn't correct. Uh, passive implies that something is happening to you. So active and not active. On utilise les termes parfois de méditation de type active et non active. So when it's not active, the energy isn't moving so much. Donc lorsque l'énergie ne bouge pas, ne se déplace pas, là l'énergie est non active. Then what happens is that the actual strength of that emotion tends to weaken. Ce qui se passe, c'est que la la force de l'émotion, par exemple de la compassion, a tendance à s'affaiblir. So you don't actually feel that emotion so strongly because you're not really applying it to an object. Parce que on ne l'applique pas à un objet, il n'y a pas le support de l'objet, alors elle s'affaiblit. And when it starts, so when it starts to reach the point where you're not really feeling anything, then you're actively projected out towards the mental hologram. Lorsqu'on arrive au point où on a, cette sensation a pratiquement disparu, alors il faut retourner vers l'objet et euh, l'image mentale. Que uh, this is the way that uh, the actual discerning and stabilizing meditation of compassion is uh, done. C'est ainsi que l'on procède pour développer les méditations de type discernement et de type stabilisateur. Now, of course, the compassion can be generated with an understanding of impermanence, an understanding of voidness. There are many different types of compassion described by Chandrakirti and others in the literature. I'm just speaking basic. Ici, je parle de façon générale de la façon de développer la compassion. On peut aussi développer la compassion accompagnée de la vacuité, etc. Impermanence. Un impermanence, la vacuité, no, not Chantinia. Chandrakirti. Chandrakirti speaks of the three types of compassion. Good. So, I'm sorry, that is my tendency to answer questions with very extensive explanation. But I think this is very important. Je pense qu'on fait un petit peu ce type de méditation quand on récite le mantra pendant les pratiques. Can we do this type of meditation while reciting a mantra? No, not really. You can do the discerning meditation with the mantra, but the energy is moving too much with the mantra to do the stabilizing with the mantra. Il me semble que ce n'est pas possible parce que lorsqu'on récite le mantra, euh, l'énergie euh, bouge trop pour pouvoir euh, stabiliser notre méditation. Donc en fait, c'est un type de méditation de discernement. I mean, I'm not talking about advanced stages, you know, isolated speech stage of complete tantra where you have uh, joined the breath and the movement of the energies with the mantra on oh, I'm not talking about that level, I'm talking about basic recite on money pain and home while uh, doing don't let general, but not 
dans le tantra, lorsqu'on joint les méditations avec euh, les souffles et avec les mantras au marabou. But the well, look at tantra practice. Tantra practice, you're reciting the mantra in generation stage. You're reciting the mantra together with visualization. So it's very active. Dans la phase de création du tantra, qui est la première des phases de tantrique, on récite les mantras, c'est assez actif. Donc, il n'y a pas de stabilisation possible en un point. I mean, in generation stage, you get, you know, more this development of this sensitivity where you have things being generated and emanated, so energy going out, and things being reabsorbed, so energy coming in. I think perhaps with that practice, you gain that sensitivity of the direction of your energy, not just quieting down. I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> Bien sûr, dans la phase de création, il y a ces étapes, euh, dans la phase de création du tantra, la, phase, la première phase, il y a ces euh, pratiques euh, où euh, l'énergie euh, bouge, hein, elle est exprimée, puis est réabsorbée, dans la situation du tantra aussi, etc. Et donc, euh, là aussi, il y a ce type de euh, aller vers l'extérieur, projeter ses, son énergie à l'extérieur et les réabsorber. Donc, on commence déjà à travailler sur ce type If you've done enough of that type of practice, then you start to become sensitive to how your energy feels. Okay, so let's end here with the dedication. We think whatever understanding, whatever positive forces come from this. May it go deeper and deeper. And act as a cause for everybody to reach enlightenment for the benefit of us all. Deva indicates that. This is prayer, this tenth chapter. We don't dedicate just for my enlightenment. <laughs> me, 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 I want to get enlightened. But for the enlightenment of everybody. Mahayana. Thank you very much. Merci beaucoup.